You're listening to Maintenance Control, where aviation maintenance professionals come to learn about the latest innovations in our industry. This podcast is brought to you by Aviation Maintenance Magazine, the most read MRO publication in the world. Hello, and welcome to the Maintenance Control Podcast. I'm Joy Finnegan, Editor-in-Chief of Aviation Maintenance Magazine. Today, we're speaking with Brett Heinrich, President and CEO of Wings of Hope. Wings of Hope is a global humanitarian charity whose mission is to change and save lives through the power of aviation. Welcome, Brett. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Joy. It's a pleasure to be here. Brett, can you tell us what Wings of Hope really is all about? We talked about the mission that you're a global humanitarian charity whose mission is to change the lives of people through aviation. How do you go about doing that? Wings of Hope has been in existence for nearly 60 years. And during that time, we have provided humanitarian service in 47 countries around the world. And what we do in those countries is really reach people by aircraft to deliver medicine, to offer preventive care, medevac services, all the kinds of things people need to survive and thrive, uh, and people who can really be reached no other way than by aircraft. Uh, We've been in the Amazon rainforest, uh, from the plains of Tanzania, uh, throughout the country of Belize and Paraguay, and so many other places where people truly need assistance and can get it no other way. So that's really in our DNA. The second big piece of our mission is to reach people here in the United States who also have access to health care issues. So many of our uh, Americans living in rural communities uh, simply cannot get to the specialist care that they need, whether that's orthopedic issues or recovery from burns. Uh, Local and regional hospitals oftentimes just aren't equipped to provide Uh, that level of care. And so it can be an incredible hardship on families to travel four or 500 miles at a time to provide the ongoing healing and treatment and surgery that a loved one needs. So we help take care of that. We fly people from their communities uh, to the hospitals where they've been sent by their physicians uh, to receive care. Uh, Many times we fly young people, babies who have club foot or other orthopedic issues. And that's actually a really common dilemma facing a lot of Americans. One out of every 1,000 children born in this country face a life with club foot. And it's critical that they're cared for through surgery and ongoing procedures early on in their lives. One of the things that we see of course, with conditions like that is that it's not just one flight. It's many, many flights until the child is healed. And we stick with the family uh, from the first flight until the very last flight. And we're able to provide that uh, at absolutely no cost to the family to remove that financial burden as well as the, the travel burden that they face. Wow, that's amazing. And so you are truly global, not only in the U.S., but you mentioned Belize and some other countries. So where are some of the countries that you're operating in? It's really all around the globe, in Africa, South America, Central America, and in, into Asia. 
Um, each year, partner organizations uh, seek out assistance from Wings of Hope. And when we receive their applications, we look at carefully at where can we best provide the service and where can we work with someone, uh, an organization in that country to help lift them to sustainability so they can provide the service uh, long after Wings of Hope has concluded its, its work. About half of our requests on an annual basis come from African nations. Uh, today, we're at work in Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia. In past years, we've been in the Congo and in other countries, and we will always remain committed to building out our work in Africa. South America, Central America, I mentioned, Paraguay, Ecuador, we're introducing a new partnership this year in Colombia uh, through a wonderful organization that uses volunteer pilots uh, to conduct medical brigades once a month, flying in 50 people uh, to very remote locations to conduct really miracles, uh, organ transplants, skin grafts, and so forth. So certainly Central, South America, Africa will continue to be uh, very critical areas for us going forward as we look to other areas and, and being able to respond to needs really around the globe. Wings of Hope has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. That was back in 2011 and 2012. That is an amazing accomplishment. Tell us about being nominated, why you were selected. Well, we were selected to be nominated based largely on our humanitarian work abroad. And what we have seen uh, as a result of that is, is certainly greater visibility, uh, more recognition as a, a leader in the public benefit uh, humanitarian flight service. And the process itself is really, really interesting and intriguing at the same time. The organizations or individuals who are nominated really have no idea who their nominees are. That's uh, held very closely. It's a very secretive process. And I believe those records are held for 50 years uh, before uh, those are released in terms of uh, the nomination. Um, we are simply delighted and honored uh, to be nominated. And we, we work with an incredible group of 300 plus volunteers who give their time on a daily basis to carry out the mission of Wings of Hope. Volunteers who work in our hangars, um, Many of our, our volunteers are retirees from McDonnell Douglas, and then eventually it became Boeing, and they just offer us a wealth of experience, knowledge, and expertise. And so they work closely under the supervision of our mechanic staff uh, to carry out the work of ensuring our planes are ready to go and uh, in that we, are, we absolutely place safety first. And, and those volunteers play a very big role in that. You mentioned that Wings of Hope's roots are in aviation and you use planes to bring health and hope to forgotten communities. Can you give me a case study or an example of a very real story where you've done that? Absolutely. Let me uh, share two stories, one from our international humanitarian work and one from our domestic work here with our medical aviation transport program in the United States. On uh, the international front, this year uh, I had the opportunity to go visit six of our countries and see firsthand 
the incredible work we're doing uh, in those countries, Zambia, Tanzania, Paraguay, Ecuador, Colombia, and Belize. When I arrived in Zambia, I flew with our partner into a very remote area uh, where 11 hospitals are served across uh, Zambia um, by a, a plastic surgeon named Dr. Goran Jovic. And Dr. Goran and I flew into the hospital area, um, met with patients over uh, half a day, and, and they were lined up waiting for us because this is the only time they can receive treatment, uh, plastic surgery, cleft palates, skin grafts, all of those kinds of things that simply wouldn't be available to them. And I saw so many individuals hurting and in need, uh, people who had tumors or uh, birth uh, defects that caused them to really be um, culturally shunned by sometimes their own people, their own tribe. And, and adding on top of that, the the barriers just to live a normal, happy life. As we were walking through this hospital, and it truly was a cinder block hospital with very few resources, uh, we half jokingly said, you really have to bring your own bandages to these places. And we came across a 22-year-old man who had uh, been beaten so badly that caused most of the skin on his right leg to uh, deteriorate, and he would face certainly a, a terrible life without a skin graft surgery. And so we gave him hope, uh, quite literally, as a young man to uh, face a new life ahead. Uh, the same day we were preparing surgery for children who had cleft palates, who were burn victims, and I was all set to go into surgery, and the hospital simply couldn't find a clean pair of scrubs for me to wear. That's how desperate these places are for very basic supplies, and so you can imagine when a plastic surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon or an organ transplant surgeon is able to come in and provide uh, really uh, critical care for that country, that region, that individual, that's nothing short of a miracle. Let me share with you also, Joy, our, uh, one of our domestic patients, a young girl named Elizabeth, who um, truly is a remarkable young lady. We first met Elizabeth at Wings of Hope when she was six years old. And Elizabeth has cerebral palsy. Uh, when we met her, she could not walk. So she pulled herself around the house using her forearms and until she was nearly five years old. Elizabeth lives in a rural part of central Kansas, and simply there isn't the care there. The doctors could not provide for her treatment that she would need to walk. Her local health care provider told her about one of our great partners here in St. Louis, Shriners Hospital and Wings of Hope. And so on her fifth birthday, we flew her to Shriners Hospital for her first major surgery. She had her second surgery when she turned six this past May. And after 11 round-trip flights, Elizabeth is now walking with a walker 
and on her way to walking independently. We we joke that one of these days when Elizabeth arrives, she's going to go run across our hangar and we'll it'll take two or three of us to uh, keep her from climbing on the airplanes. We know her recovery is going to take time, but we'll continue flying her as absolutely long as necessary. Uh, and we own all of our own aircraft. Provides Elizabeth and her family much more flexibility than flying commercially. They can plan her travel so that it is least disruptive in her school and her family's work schedules. And you know, Joy, those 11 flights would have cost Elizabeth and her aunt, Pat, who comes with her on all of those flights, well over $15,000. Imagine the financial burden on Elizabeth and her family if they had to pay for those every time out of pocket. And you add to this the emotional stress of helping a child recover from major surgery and complete post-op physical surgery, and you can begin to see the impact that Wings of Hope's medical air transport program can have on these families. And so certainly a big goal this year is to reach even more people. Uh, all of our volunteers, uh, both here and, uh, and nationwide, as well as our dedicated staff, uh, make it possible. You do sound similar to Angel Flight, but I can definitely see the differences here as you stay with these children or people that need this medical transport over the course of their treatment. That is quite a big difference, isn't it? Well, you know, we're blessed to be in an industry with a lot of great partners all across the country, and Angel Flight is certainly one of them. One of the unifying uh, groups that sort of provides a lot of support and guidance is the Air Care Alliance. And the way we work, if someone contacts us and for whatever reason uh, we are unable to serve them, they're outside of our range or for some other reason, uh, we certainly uh, turn them to uh, the care that they can get from an angel flight organization or another organization who provides public benefit flying. One of the distinguishing characteristics between angel flight and, and other organizations from Wings of Hope is that we own all of our own aircraft. Um, we re are very blessed to have received uh, donated aircraft, usually about 18 to 20 a year. And we're able to then put those aircraft into service here in the United States or uh, all across the country, uh, across the world, or we're able to sell those aircraft uh, for program revenue. So that makes us a little bit unique from some of the other programs. Definitely unique. You own, operate, and maintain your own aircraft. Can you talk about some of the types of aircraft that you operate? We are constantly receiving requests from our partners abroad for 206s, for 182s. Uh, those are great workhorse planes that have a lot of, uh, a lot of um, versatility in going into places like the Tanzanian Plains and can carry a lot of equipment. And so those have been great international field planes for us. Here uh, in the United States, we fly two Senecas and we also have a, a Cessna that we fly and uh, those planes have, have served us well. They're ec economical uh, in terms of fuel costs and are for our missions. 
So let's talk about your volunteer base. You operate with volunteers. You have pilots that are volunteers. So you also would need mechanics to be volunteers as well. Absolutely. Uh, the mechanics in our shop, we have five paid mechanics and then a, a cast of more than 80 anger helpers, as I mentioned, gentlemen who have retired from Boeing and where else can they do what they've done their whole career and love but work on airplanes and now uh, doing it in their retirement years to really support a mission uh, that brings them a great deal of joy. We seek out volunteers not only for work in our hangar as mechanics here in our hangar in St. Louis, but it's a great benefit to us when we're acquiring planes from around the country to work with local shops, local mechanics, local volunteers who can do annuals on, on the aircraft if they happen to be out of annual and they're donated to us, or who can do a pre-flight assessment with us and uh, do needed repairs locally um, before we even ferry the plane to St. Louis. That's a tremendous value to Wings of Hope. And if someone was interested in being one of those volunteers, how could they find out more? Well, thanks for asking, Joy. And it's so easy. If you go to our website, wingsofhope.ngo, we have really set up a, a very convenient and easy way to click on and become involved. And it's um, how uh, it's how how can I become involved? Um, is the link. And we also have a team of volunteers that run our volunteer fulfillment team, our volunteer intake team. So simply calling Wings of Hope and asking for our volunteer fulfillment team uh, will get you plugged right in. And our number is 636-537-1302. We're so blessed to have so many volunteers uh, as mechanics on our purchasing team, uh, keeping our planes active through our turn and taxi work. Um, just a, a great group of people, and we would invite your listeners to come on board with us, either here in St. Louis or in some other way across the country. If you have skills and you want to contribute to Wings of Hope, we'll figure out a way to use you. Great. And let's just talk a little bit about the goals for Wings of Hope in 2019. What are your goals for the organization? Can you also talk about if someone wants to donate to Wings of Hope, how would they go about doing that? So to donate to Wings of Hope, uh, we make that also very easy um, because our revenue sources really are built on the many donors across the country that believe in our mission individual donations, uh, some income from the events that we offer throughout the year, and then, of course, plane sales. Uh, that's largely our sources of revenue. And we're able to do that because, again, the uh, our overhead is very low. We have 15 paid employees and more than 300 volunteers. But let me tell you how you can get involved as a donor uh, and your listeners can get involved. There, um, through our website, you can certainly make a contribution and, and uh, decide whether you'd like us to choose how to use that contribution, if you'd like us to use that contribution internationally or here for our, our domestic flights. We offer some fantastic and fun events throughout the year. Uh, in, on February 9th, it's our annual 
uh, gala and silent auction to raise money for our domestic program, February 9th at the Chase Park Plaza here in St. Louis. Uh, our young ambassadors, we have just a great group of 60 volunteers who are in their 20s uh, who are in, involved with us. And, and that's really exciting because they represent a new interest, a new age in aviation, and they're helping us backfill the pipeline um, for not only Wings of Hope, but for aviation in general. Speaking of that, Joy, if I may, we're particularly excited about a new program we're launching called Soar into STEM. And the purpose of this program is to engage juniors and seniors in high school, young women and minority students who have been, as we know, under-recruited uh, in the past. And we want to open their eyes to a career in aviation as mechanics, as pilots, and in all the other ways that they can become involved, and then offer them scholarships or connect them to scholarships so they can continue to pursue their career. We've been able to do that through some ter terrific uh, support from two companies here you may have heard of. One is this little uh, airplane company called Boeing, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then the other is a great company here in St. Louis called Merits. And so they've helped us fund the, the kickoff of this program, and uh, we'll be celebrating the launch of that program March 7th with best-selling, New York Times best-selling author Keith O'Brien, who recently wrote the book Fly Girls. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll be in town to help us sell uh, celebrate that program. So we're committed to the pipeline, uh, building the future pipeline of aviation, uh, particularly reaching young women and students of color, and uh, really exciting the next generation about aviation. Wonderful, Brett. Thank you so much for telling us all about Wings of Hope. It's an organization that I'd certainly heard of, but I didn't know a lot about. So I appreciate all the information about the great things you are doing across the globe, changing lives through the power of aviation, something we can all appreciate. It is really one of the powerful things about aviation is that we have the ability to do that, using aircraft, get healthcare and supplies to these remote locations. So uh, great job to your organization for all of that. And thank you so much for being with us today. Joy, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Maintenance Control Podcast, a production of Aviation Maintenance Magazine, the most read MRO publication in the world. Subscribe at www.avm-mag.com.